Hi. And welcome to What's Up Sexy. Yes, we're so excited to have you. I'm Val. And I'm Amy. Welcome. Yes, we're back for another week of sexy shit. <laughs> always, always, always. Always this, on the grind. <laughs> this place is like my therapy, so thank you so much. <laughs> yes, thank you for being here. Yes, Val, how are you? I am so good. <laughs> Dude, I can yeah. tell. <laughs> you, I know, if you guys can hear, you can probably tell in my voice too, because it's just like, I'm, I'm doing really good, which is, which feels good too, because like, um, like since like the last time we talked, um, it was like pretty, it was a lot, it was a lot for a while, like definitely with work. Like I got, um, like I got basically like a write-up, would you call a write-up? Like an action plan. They kind of like surprised me with it. And I was like, Oh no. Yeah. Yeah. Dead ass. I was just like, oh, okay. And just like, and like, it made me upset just because not because I know I'm not giving my my 100%. I just I don't have the capacity in the work that I do. To I'm give upset 100%. for you. I know. I'm upset I, for you. I, know I just I am thinking everything that you do, Dude. not to cut you off, but like I was no, personally ahead. with you in New York watching you run around frantic for this yeah. person and for the, okay. And for them to yeah. write you up is just so rude. So rude. Yeah, so yeah. rude. Can you write them up? Can you counterwrite someone Dude, up? Can you counterwrite your boss up for being a could. shitty boss? Oh, that'd be so nice. That would be so that'd nice. That'd be right? so nice. Right. And I got like it was so wild too because one of the part of the feedback for one section. So they started off with like a well, first they told me it was a check-in, and I'm so grateful that I fucking asked because I was just like, what does check-in mean? what does that mean? Cause it's just on my calendar. So what does that mean? And they were and like, HR is just like, Oh yeah, it's just going to be like, you know, um, like we're just checking in. We just had, you know, we did a meeting with customer service and we want to check in, see how things are feeling, see how things are going. And my intuition, I'm so sorry, y'all. Like, I'm not sorry. I'm never apologizing for this. I'm a Virgo. And when I tell you my middle name might as well be fucking receipts, because if you're going to try to come for me, I'm going to fucking have receipts for you. If I know, <laughs> like, I'm just like, like, I just, that is, I don't I just think it's a Virgo thing we are always coming prepared we're like fucking little girl scouts right and so so because they said that I was like let me get all my shit together like I'm just gonna get all these things timestamps, all this stuff because I'm just like I'm gonna wait and see what happens and one of the things they told me so they started off with feedback that was just like uh here's where, where you're doing great and like part of the feedback that I also hated was just like, you know, they're just like, you know, I really appreciate that, you know, you've been willing to jump in on the weekends and at nights to help me fix some things. And all I could think, I was just like, dude, what the fuck? Like, that's Vomit. not a good, cause that's not a Vomit. good thing. I should not be like your, your praise of me should have nothing to do with me fucking working overtime to fix mistakes that don't need to be fixed or that I shouldn't have to. And so when, when, when my boss said that, I was kind of like, okay, whatever. I was just like, you know, so I was just like, great. That's a good thing. Blah, blah, Continue down the list. And then they were just like, well, we don't want you to feel like we are nitpicking or like doing anything, but here's, this is like, these are the items where we feel like you can be improving and we need to see like more consistency with. And one of the things that they said in that and it was a long list like when I tell you it was a long ass list I was like okay great it was a long because we were we should have had this conversation sooner but anyway 
so here are some things where I was just like, you got me fucked up. And like, who knows where I'll be by the time this podcast is dropped. So hopefully God, (laughs) (laughs) fuck it now. It's in the ether. So, so like, cause I just, it just happened. And so I'm sorry if this is a longer one guys, but it just happened. And so it's like still fresh on my mind. One of the things that they said was like, so you do like, I need to acknowledge, like you do do a good job here, but I also need to say that 95% here is not going to cut it. So as in, even if 95% is good because it's not a hundred percent, it's unacceptable. Wow. Isn't, isn't that fucking crazy? Isn't wow. that, and I'll, and I'll like only because of just for privacy reasons, I'll, so I'll tell you more about that later, Amy, of like why that's also bullshit because it has to do with like more of the private stuff and nothing to do with the business itself. Because part of my work, I do personal assistant work. And so the fact that's like this section is just like, I was just like, dude, what, what the fuck? And then the other thing that got me fucked up was like, you know, like, so I have been doing like twice a week check-ins with like HR, who's also like, they, they wear like many hats. Yeah. And that's what I learned about your job there. Everyone oh my God. is kind of a little if bit I, into everyone. If I could <laughs> it's a giant orgy. About, if I could, ugh. Yeah, you're literally oh my god! Oh my god! And I have I have come to find, and this can be another conversation for another time, that I'm actually not a huge fan of orgies that I don't have control in, and so (laughs) and so 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 I don't want to fucking be in this orgy anymore. And so I so I that's for another time. But that being said, you know, we'll yes, fuck wearing many hats. I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. That being said. One of the things that was like, you know, we would have these check-ins and in that meeting, this person made me feel very safe and they were constantly like, you know, like, how are you doing? Like truly like, like, where can we, where can we shift? Like what needs to happen? Like, we want to make sure that you're feeling good, that you're not super stressed out because we don't need stress out people. And I was just like, thank you. You hear me. You see me. You're taking care of me bitch tell me fucking why some of the shit that was in the meeting was then on that action plan so saying like well Val you did express overwhelm here and here and I was like bro I thought you were on my are you and my sister is just like HR that's HR for you They're seriously never on side, which are secret def- agents they are bitch secret bro in front of your face in yeah your face and yeah. I was like all I could think of was just like I am never trusting you again like there's no way like that is over that relationship like what happened there that is done that is done that's dead I like I hope to god you never think that we're gonna talk like that ever again because you're you're the ops you're literally ops now like you're not on my side you just turned all that shit around and it was just like a whole farce and bullshit but at the time it read me made me of course like very sad you know even though i'm just like fuck this job cuz i am on the fuck this job thing so yeah that's that's where i'm at and so i was just like it still made me feel some kind of way because you know like when you hear stuff it still doesn't feel good Absolutely. you know to just just have all like a laundry list of like all of these things and it made me frustrated as well because some of those things on that list it was just like a well, we noticed this for weeks and weeks, but they never said anything. So I was just like, why would you not bring it up? Like, how am I supposed to address it in the moment and course correct if you're going to wait weeks to tell me? And so it was just like, it was- 
Why does it sound like like a toxic boyfriend? Oh my God. Where it's like, they like have this pin pile of things that they're just annoyed by you or they're like tallying things up. And then all of a sudden they're like, oh, we're breaking up because of this. And you're like, I didn't know any of this trash. What are you trying to tell me right now? And it's just like, okay, that's great. And so, and so at the end, and I wasn't even sure because they didn't call it an action plan, but then at the end, because I worked in corporate, I know these things. And it's just like, at the end, that's where it was like employee agrees to this and action plan this. I was just like, okay, so you're also building up cases. And I'm just like, whatever, bro, do, do you, and they required your signature. Yeah. But they never got my signature because they never sent it to me. So that's also a thing. Like they never said like, Val, can you sign this? I know it's, it's all just ridiculousness. And so all that bullshit aside and being said, like, I was sad. I was, and I was just feeling like where, what happens? And they did this to me right before I was going on vacation too. And I was just like, of that's course. it. Of course. They, right. They're just like, we just want to talk real quick. And it's just like, Oh, oh great. Of course. Right. They just want to pile shit onto you before you go. Right. right. And so like, that's also a, that's not a healthy workplace environment either. So, but that being said, you know, I was feeling so type of way and I like, then just, I had an amazing weekend and we're going to talk more about it. Like I'm um, in our, t- in today's topic. So I'm super excited to go into it, but I'm very thankful that it happened when it did as well, because that weekend I made it like my mission to do my utmost to prioritize my joy and prior and really pay attention to what made me feel happy in, a, in the moment while I was there. And something that I realized that really, really shook me, dude, was that like, that was the first time. And I cannot tell you how long where I was genuinely not stressed for four days. I love that. Four days. And that, I love just, that. Right. And I was just like, what the fuck job? Like, what is this? And it hasn't happened in years. And I was just like, this is not okay. And yeah. especially not since being here. And so it's just like that. So it's just like, it's been like a week of up and downs. I'm very much on a like very up now because I need, it's like, I also needed that to happen to like like kind of push me but also just like yeah to like open up my options and like see where things take me so things are happening they're like things that are in motion I'm waiting to see how they flow through that's why I'm not like I'm being a little bit because this podcast we've talked about this Amy and just like how <laughs> on here oh, and I know so I am just like I'm allowing the the dust to settle and then I'll talk more about like the work experience I'll talk more about what's happening for me because I think things are shifting and I'm very excited about them but I want them to be like solid a solid the, yeah yeah <laughs> yeah oh my gosh that's crazy and it's I it's so frustrating you know the whole time you're talking I am just thinking like it is so jaded and on corporate America is so negative and so toxic and like I even like you know I joke can you write up your boss and you should be able to like there is so many lines I'm listening to you talk about how they're coming at you about things that you need to do better and this and that and I'm thinking about all the times that you've talked to me about the inappropriate lines that your boss has done to you and crossed several boundaries and it's like but that's okay because she's in in charge like that's that doesn't make sense to me that is that is so like hypocritical and Mm -hmm. I just like bow down to you because I, I, 
I'm so proud that you're sitting here and you're like, well, I will not tolerate this because there's people that do and people that just, and they, and they feel like they're trapped and they have to do it because they don't have another choice. But I'm just proud that you are fighting for you yourself and fighting for your happiness. And, um, I saw this video the other day and this guy was saying something on the lines of like, you know, happiness is actually really hard work. Like to be continuously happy in life. It's actually hard. You have to do the things to make yourself happy. Like you don't, you don't just sit here and just like be joyous. And so I like commend, like I not commend, I bow down to you. I commend you. No, I bow down to you. Like for pushing yourself and working so hard to find your joy and happiness, because it's really hard. It's really fucking hard and for not taking that shit anymore because fuck that fuck I just seriously like literally you're talking and I'm just like trying not to vomit or make (laughs) gagging sound effects in the background I'm like I know that's probably not appealing but I'm just thinking like all the like literally all the boundaries that have been crossed over on um you know from her to you and then for her to be able to write you up it's just it's so wrong and toxic and yeah I'm just, like I said, I think it's awesome how you hold yourself and I'm excited to hear how it all plays out. Cause like fucking shit. It's like, I don't, and I don't know. It's like the devil wears product for you. Yeah. Like you're like, you're not in fashion by any means, no. but it's just like some shit that you're just like, how many assistants does this person have? Like, it's kind it's, of it's <laughs> the quote of the movie. It's so wild. I also like, cause you said so many things that I want to touch on real quick. One, I, I need you to know that I tried to watch The Devil Wears Prada with Kendra recently, like back in December. And when I fucking tell you, like triggers all throughout the movie, I was like, oh, 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 oh. like I was ex- in, in excruciatingly triggered just from this job, not even jobs previously. And I was like, holy shit, that's a lot. Secondly, I think you you hit on something very important, which is just like happiness, like your happiness is an intentional choice. Yes, it truly is. And, and so like, I want to like say that out loud because I want to like get that into my body as well. And just to reiterate that point, because I think it's such a powerful one. And also the point about just how, like, you know, you, you like, thank you for giving me props for doing this. And I just want to, I say like, even as I'm saying this and it sounds like, you know, strong in this assist, I need to point out that I 1 million percent was that person that was feeling completely, you know, how many conversations have we had that I know, Amy, I sounded stuck in. And I was like, I have no idea what to do. I feel like I'm tied down. I feel like so many things. And the point that I- Suffocated. Completely suffocated, which makes sense because of the burnout, because not having the energy to feel like, and, and feeling like the waves were constantly hitting me. But I want to say just for anyone who feels that way, who feels like they are stuck, it takes some time, but know that there is definite, there are other opportunities. There are other options to be made. There are choices. You have to though, you just have to give yourself a chance to like, a like get your head above water enough to see that so take a break like that's what helped me was completely like taking like giving myself mandatory I'm taking these five days off I don't give a fuck what's happening or else I'm going to like explode so take a break give yourself that chance to like give yourself a step back to be able to see things clearly and then I'm also going to say take take the risk on yourself 
to be yeah. brave and to try something and and don't feel guilty and don't feel guilty for doing the things that you need to do because this is your life and right now for us in the way that this that our culture is in America work takes up a shit ton of it and yeah so, yeah that's that's what I gotta and, say for well, absolutely and it's like one of those things too where you know I I just came back from a vacation not too long ago mm-hmm. as well and um I I have a work phone my work phone didn't come with me. Yep. And, um, there's a lot of people that I work with that do take their work phones on vacation or, and are actively working on their vacation. Mm-hmm. And then there's people that aren't. And f- for example, for me, I didn't take my phone with me to my vacation mm-hmm. and I had customers pissed off that I wasn't responding to them. And because there's reps that'll do it when they're on vacation. And so it's like, you're just setting people up for failure. Like it's just so unfair Mm -hmm. for people to feel like they have to work when they're at, when they're literally getting paid not to like, it's your paid time off. Like don't, don't respond, don't answer, disconnect and work on yourself and work on your own joy. Because literally it's hard. Like being happy is hard and being grateful is hard. Like, especially in today where we have access to so many things, we visually have access to seeing so many beautiful things and crave so much more. You know, um, we talk about relationships and futures and dreams and things, but like things seem a lot more reachable now than they ever were because we, we have availability to see that it's possible. Right. You know, but 20, 30 years ago when you don't have internet access and the only people, you know, are the people in your neighborhood or your school, like it's different. And so like things just seem so much more reachable now, like fucking reach for it. Like you have this availability and don't worry about being judged. Don't worry about the guilt because at the end of the day, it doesn't matter. Like what anyone else has to say doesn't matter. Like whoever, like, yeah, you might have a partner or a child to take in consideration, but like, however you decide to live your life is on you. (laughs) And you're going to be the person at the end of the road when we evaporate into who knows what existence like, and that's, that's it. And it's, you know, and this life is so short and I don't know if it's because like movie, I've been watching movies lately or anything like that. And they've been like making me think the end of the world is just coming that much sooner, but it's just like, you're, you're sitting here and, you know, I'm trying to think about places to go and things to do. And I'm panicking about two, three years down the road and how that'll change my life in 20, 30 years. Jesus Christ. I don't know what's going to happen in 20 or 30 years. Like why am I stressing right now for Mm -hmm. something that literally I can make a decision today for something that I think is going to affect in 20 years. And then I can make an unconscious choice 20 minutes later that could literally derail what I envisioned was going to happen in 20 or 30 years. Like it just doesn't work like that. So like take the fucking risk. Yep. Bet on yourself. Yep. Like do it, make yourself happy. Like that's all we're here to do. And, you know, as we evolve, we just give ourselves more and more obstacles to do that. But like, you're just on level level expert mode and just like hop your way through life, just finding your little joy buttons and just zooming along. Like, and that's my Ted talk. (laughs) Literally, Amy, I was literally just saying, I like, 
you guys can't see this or maybe we'll like, maybe this is the, our first thing that we'll put up on YouTube. Who knows? But just like, I'm sitting here just going like my hand is raised. I feel like I'm at church. I wanted to, just, scre- the amount of times I want to scream, preach, preach. Just call me Kanye. Like old Kanye. <laughs> just going to say, I was like, oh, not current Kanye. Call me old Kanye. Bring, yeah, bring call, old Kanye back. Bring old Kanye back. But dude, literally every, pre- mic drop, preach, preach all of this. Yeah. Agreed. Yeah. It's just, <laughs> Right. So I just, like I said, I applaud you for battling for your joy because like, that's all that we can do. And it's hard and it's difficult and you look down the road and it seems so dim, but like, dude, it'll be worth it. It's so fucking worth it. It is. And I think we, you and I talked about it earlier, but it's like everything that you think is permanent will never be permanent. Nope. Anything that you think you can hold on to a person, a place, a thing, a moment, a memory, it's never, you're never going to be able to hold on to it. It'll eventually dissipate. So just allow yourself to keep moving forward and not hold on to things and drag yourself into the past. Real shit. (laughs) Real shit. What's what's this is what what's up is about. <laughs> but yeah, that that's me and all the things. How are you, my love? Aside from like getting ready to fucking grace TED Talk stages across the country, because I'm <laughs> like, oh my god, pump this shit into my veins. <laughs> oh my god, I. <laughs> that's so awesome now I'm putting I just like I was visualizing it as you were saying it and I was like vision board vision board Amy on uh, stage talking to people um uh, I would just love to be able to be like I just like look at Lizzo and I'm not nearly as talented as Lizzo but I'm like I would just love to be <laughs> well I mean like in like a musical sense of like a I have other like talents in that in regard yeah 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 but I just like I just love her message and I love her her voice. And I love how she's such an advocate for people. And Mm -hmm. I would just, yeah, you were like talking and I was like, I'm going to be like a, a a Lizzo non stage, not singing. (laughs) Great. Love it. I I can't see it on your vision board. I can't wait. Thank you. Um, but oh my gosh, I'm trying to think about the last time we checked in. I feel like it's been a little bit. Mm -hmm. Um, I, we'll talk about one of the most exciting things that's happened to me recently in the last few years. I recently went on vacation, as I mentioned earlier, and my partner, Mike and I, we went to Fairbanks, Alaska, and we had, um, we we went to this place called the Aurora Borealis base camp. And we went and stayed four nights in an igloo in the middle of bumfuck nowhere, sleeping (laughs) underneath the Northern lights. And it was so breathtaking. It was such a cool experience. We got to go snowmobiling, which we'd never done before. And, um, we got to walk around with reindeer and we got to go dog sledding, which was fucking insane. I felt like one of those fucking marshmallows from the Christmas story, the kid with like the outfits on, like walking around, like you have to wear all these like huge, like snow gear just to get around. Cause it's so fucking cold this winter. They got like, I think they said like 90 more inches of snow than they ever have any winter. Shit be crazy. Um, <laughs> we had just, when we had gotten there too, the weather had just 
changed a little. It was on the up and up. So I think the coldest it got was like two degrees. But up to that point, it had been like negative 20. Negative. They said the low that it got to this winter was like negative 45, which is fucking cold. <laughs> yeah. Also, no thanks. Uh, <laughs> but still amazing. <laughs> Keep going. Like beautiful. I'm so glad I got to visit, but like no thanks. Um, <laughs> but it was it was so fucking epic. Yeah. It was just an epic ass trip. I mean, it was so cool. We like I said, we were literally in an igloo and um, in the igloo, there's a bed and there's like a, a bathroom that has a shower and a toilet, which was the toilet was the craziest thing I think I've ever seen. I, maybe oh. I'm just really fucking sheltered, but right, tell us about it. <laughs> I don't even know how to explain it. It's so weird. It's like they, I, Mike and I called it the spaceship toilet. Um, <laughs> and people, apparently this is a common thing with people with like vans and like RVs and different things like that. I had no idea. Apparently I'm sheltered. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's like, there's almost like this saran wrap foil, like laced around the toilet. Oh. It's not a water functioning toilet. Like it's, it's oh. like a, and it's not a composting toilet. It's like a <laughs> package your poop toilet, <laughs> but oh. it does it for you kind of a toilet. <laughs> so it's, I, I, I look at, I don't even know. Like, I guess you could look it up. I don't even know how to explain it. Maybe I'll leave it in the comments of the episode, <laughs> but it was like, yeah. So you go to the bathroom And when you flush, there's no water or anything like that, but there's this mechanism in the toilet that like takes this bag and pretty much like twists the bag for you. And then it like suctions the bag to the bottom of the toilet and lays a new bag down. So it's kind of just like a, you know, at the dog park where everyone's like put their bags of their dog's shit in the, it's kind of like that, but it's not as bad as it sounds like it. You can't really smell it. It was just weird. It was props to everyone who does it. I didn't realize I was that prissy, but I was like, this is just weird for me. I was like, this one's a weird one for me. I've like shit in the woods. I've like shit in parking lots. Like I've done some weird stuff. What? Oh my God. Yeah. One of my most embarrassing stories, dude, I had a stomach ache and I could not make it home and oh. I pulled over in the mall and I was like, I, work's got to be done. <laughs> Granted. Oh, let me, let me also emphasize. This is at like one or two in the mornings when like everything was closed. I was like coming back from a bar. So it was like, no one was around, but like work had to be done. So we had to take care of business, but (laughs) the toilets were weird. Um, but it was really beautiful. And the way that the igloo was set up is the, um, the top of it was like a clear ceiling. And then like the front of it was also clear. So essentially when you're laying in the bed, you can look completely up and you'll see the stars and the Aurora Borealis. And it was beautiful. It was epic. And I can post some photos on, on and stuff like that. So you guys can all see, um, but it was wonderful. The people there were amazing. Mike and I realized very, 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 very quickly that this resort was very much Richville. Um, and we probably didn't belong. <laughs> this was like, this was like, a, this was like a stop for everyone on their like Alaskan adventure. And this was like our Alaskan adventure. Um, it wasn't necessarily the cheapest thing, but we were just around a bunch of rich old people. The whole time we were the definitely by far the youngest, probably probably like 30 or 40 years. Um, so we ended up like connecting a lot more with like the resort workers, um, which was awesome. Cause when we went snowmobiling, one of the resort workers was like to Mike and I, they were like, do you want to go fast? And we're like, fuck yeah, we do. So then we got to go super fast down the mountain. Yeah. So that was pretty awesome. But 
yeah, it was insanely beautiful. Um, I can't even begin to describe or explain, um, the Northern lights in itself. Like it was just such a crazy, crazy thing to watch. I mean, it, you just, it's completely moving into the sky and it's, and it's melting and forming and rotating and swirling and, and dashing. And, and it, it was just so gorgeous. And we were really fortunate because, um, they had a really intense, um, see sightseeing of it when we were there they had they do like a scale it's like a one to ten scale of like how well you can see the lights and the first two nights we were there it was like a two to three and then the last few nights it was like a seven eight Ooh. so it was it was breathtaking and just it just made me realize and um kind of just put in perspective a little bit more of like this is what I enjoy this is what makes me happy like going and experiencing these epic things and trying new things like I said we've never been snowmobiling I've never yeah. done dog sledding I don't think I've ever been in weather that's negative even close to the negatives let alone two degrees like I'm pretty like you know negative 20 I'm good or not negative 20 20 oh is like my lowest <laughs> like I'm like winters in Washington I'm like this place sucks it's so cold so I was like glad that like I ventured out and um, you know, and I was just like, this is what makes me happy. Like being like in places and traveling and seeing things and, um, listening to them give you the tour and the information that they're giving and, and gathering information that way and finding culture and, and, you know, obviously this was Alaska, it's so not like religion, but like going to other countries with religion and different things. And, um, it just made me realize. And I think that's where I went back to like the whole happiness, you know, is hard work. It's like, um, I'm like watching and, uh, like the experience happening. And I'm thinking like, how can I continue to make this happen more? Yes. And it's once like, when I asked that question, I realized I was like, I have to do something to continue to make this keep happening. This isn't just going to happen. Right. And also to give context, like this trip for the Aurora Borealis trip, I I've been planning for like a year and six months. Like this wasn't just like a spur of the moment trip. Like this was a full trip that has been in preparation for so long and finally came to fruition. And, um, I don't think you really realize that when you're doing it. Cause it's just like pure excitement. But yeah. you know, in that moment, I was just like, I want more of this and like, how am I going to, how am I going to obtain more? And so I realized that like, I have to work for it and mm -hmm. finding ways of to work for it and what that means for me and, um, how that'll allow me to travel and what I can do, um, is, totally unknown. Yeah. Um, but has now given me kind of an idea of like the full goal of what I want and trying to figure out where I sit in between those moments of goals. Cause that's the other thing that I realized too, is like, I've been kind of, um, the burnout is real. We talk yeah. about the burnout being real where you're just like, so checked out that you don't want to be a participating citizen. You're just like, fuck you. Fuck this. Fuck that. I'm done. Yep. I don't want to do shit. Don't make me get out of my bed. Yep. Um, and that's, that's not healthy and that's not going to bring what you want in life. And it's it, for, at least for me. And, and so, but the burnout was so real. I just kept trying to think of ways to do nothing, but get everything. Mm. And that's not how it works. At least for like, I don't know me who's like poor like it's just not how it works um and so I have yeah and so I have to like remind myself that like now we're in this phase of finding 
what it means to have like, and uh, and also too, like happiness isn't going to be always right. Like it's not going to be a thing that's like always going to be happening in every moment of every second of every day. Like it's going to be hard work and you can find little joys and happiness, but it's like your overall goals are always going to like be hard. And so I'm just like now trying to find ways to make my ultimate goals come true, but like find things that'll also still give me some joy to get to those ultimate goals. It's like a chain reaction like a little like you know web little spider web and I wonder too if so because I just you know we talk about like infinite possibilities right right Amy I feel like you're so incredibly smart and incredibly talented that while I agree that the old way of things has been like hard work goals this 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 that I bet you could figure out a way to make your dreams and your goals come true in a way that truly does feel good for you and that doesn't feel like it's more like maybe it's like necessary work but that doesn't feel like this and like it's exactly what I mean and and I like I truly like I believe in you, but also I really hope that happens for you, that you're able to see it and it comes through in a way that's just like, ah, and you got that. And it's just like, ah, yeah, that fresh of breath, that that air, that like that crisp, you know, like when you go out and you take a real good fresh of breath there and you're like, ah, like that moment. Yeah. And that's exactly, exactly it. I, I, I think I was in such a burnout stage that I was, there's like, was to a point where I was like, I didn't want to do anything, but just Mm -hmm. wanted to get everything. And Mm-hmm. I, I want to now find the ways to do the things that give me settled, like, you know, that joy or give me meaning and feel good to get me to my bigger dreams. Mm-hmm. But I, I like for the longest time, like we talk about like old times, like the hard work, this or that, like, that's just like, was always instilled in my head. And mm-hmm. I got to this blockade last year where I was like, I give up. Like, I was like, I literally was like, I give up on my happiness. I was like, if this means that I can't travel or do shit anymore, I was like, I'm done. I don't even care. I just don't want to leave my bed. Like I, I give up. And now I'm just like, you know what I, and here's the thing too, is like finding those little things to do, to get your, to your bigger goals. Like there was judgment that I was feeling that I would get. And there was guilt that I was feeling because I didn't think it was the right path or I didn't think people would be supportive or I didn't think that, um, I thought that like, I'd get laughed at or whatever it was like, And I, and I, and I needed to get rid of that. Like that doesn't yeah. matter. Who cares if they laugh at you? Like, cause guess what? Are you thinking of them? Was I thinking of them in that Epic moment at the Aurora Borealis? Absolutely not. I was looking at my partner and I was looking at this guy and I was being present and I was feeling what I was feeling then. So it's yeah. like, you know, when you're brainstorming and your brain's like going hundred miles per hour, like all of these things can come, but like, that's not going to be there at the end. So like, don't let it consume what you're trying to work it on and focus on. So I think that was just like a big, I think, I think I just like had a huge, like, for I, like I said, I think it was a refresh. Like you said yeah. for yours, like, I felt like it was like that vacation was like, I feel, I feel like I can move again. I feel like I can breathe again. I don't feel burnt out as much. I feel like I can get up and move and like, um, get myself motivated and do the things that I need to do to find the things that I want to do to get my ultimate goals. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh my God. Fast, fast, so, fast. <laughs> bitch. I know. <laughs> I know. But, um, yeah, so it was great. It, it, it was, it was an ultimately, it was an amazing vacation and, um, I'm so lucky to have a partner who was always willing to go on vacations with me and like be down to just like travel around with me. And, um, we're really cohesive. I, 
I think this is, God, I want to say like our fourth or fifth trip and we haven't been together that long. I think we've only been together for like a year and a half, but we've never really had complications. You know, we've never really had like issues or disagreements or like, we're not really stressed. We like kind of just flow together and get our shit done. So that also makes it a lot, a lot, a lot easier and a lot nicer. So yeah, it was awesome. It was amazing. Fuck yes. I feel like I'm going to do an impromptu sexy tip of the week and maybe another one will come after we we're done with this, but sexy tip of the week, take a break, go on. Bitch. Vacation. Yeah. Yeah. Out of get like, please go do that for call. Take a sick day, vacation, staycation, whatever you need to, and take time for yourself where you're truly doing something that you just enjoy because it is such a game changer and it brings you so much fucking clarity on what's important in your life and like what you're also willing to tolerate. Facts. Yeah. Facts. Damn. We're not, and uh, and as human beings, we're not made to function this way. No. Like also give yourself so much grace in that. Like think about how far you've come in like life to realize that like us as human beings, we're not made to function this way. Yeah. And so like you've earned this, yes. pop your feet up. Get, I don't care. Find someone to fan you and feed yes. you fucking grapes. Ugh. I don't care if it's your wife, your man, your baby, do whatever you got to do to feel yeah. good and be happy. Yes. Also universe. I would love someone to feed me grapes. Okay. Thanks. Bye. Anyway, I just, just, I'm going to forget about it and it'll happen one day. Crazy, but whatever. Thank you so That's much. Amazing. <laughs> no, but thank you. Thank you for sharing about like, you I really love- want the simple things in life. Val. I love it. I do. Yeah. And I'm going to forget about it. And then it's going to fucking happen. And be like, we're going to come back to this podcast and be like, Whoa, great. <laughs> so- I love it. I love it. Well, um, no, thank you so much for sharing. And I'm so glad that you were able to go on that trip and that it was so transformative and reminding you of like what's important in your life. And I'm so excited for you because I feel like things like this really do add fuel to the fire. And so I'm like super stoked to see where that takes you as you remember it. And I think you touched on something super important. And I think this would be a really cool thing for Namaste as well. Like leading into it is just like, for me, what I wrote down in that moment was like being able to create from a place of joy right? Because you were talking about how, you know, like you feel this way and you like, you get caught in your head and like all these things are happening in those moments. And I think, um, and it's easy to get sucked in. Like I get sucked in by those moments all the time, but I think it would be really cool to, yeah, maybe do like a visualization and like bring us to those places of joy, because you also mentioned how, like, how do I cultivate this feeling? You know, how do I do that? And so I'm going to walk us through an exercise where we're able to connect with that joy. And so I think that by doing this together, it would be really cool. And then also like moving forward, this is like a practice that you can take with you, um, dear listener for just like, kind of just anything reminding your body what it feels like to be in those things. So does that sound good? Do we just love like it. flow into namaste? I love it. Perfect. I'm here. I'm ready. I'm always ready for namaste. Yes. Oh my gosh. Actually, but um, before we get into it, I just remembered because Amy said like this really great name and like, you know, we, we play around with different names for namaste. One time it was namaste bitches. And then it was like, oh, 
oh, okay, maybe that's not so great. Maybe it's just namaste. But Amy said something the other day and it just came in my mind. And so we're changing the name of the segment for now. And it's Woo Woo Kachu. And I'm very <laughs> excited for it because it's so ridiculous. I love it. I <laughs> wonder if I can, I'm going to try to edit a choo-choo train sound or like some <laughs> sort of like, woohoo, like something. Added- I don't know how. I'm going to try to find some sort of audio. Let's see how yes. you guys, I do all of our editing. So let's see how yes. well I can pull it off. Don't, don't come at me. I'm, I'm, doing I'm best. We're, we're doing it. We're and and Amy's editing has been wonderful. So no, let's, let's go for it. Okay. So in this segment of woo woo kachoo, let's get started. <laughs> Bless you. <laughs> oh my God. Was that my, was that a dad joke? I'm turning into my father. I'm, no, please take it. I love, I'm so here for the dad jokes. Ugh, I'm turning into my father. Love it. <laughs> here for it. <laughs> Okay, my loves. So if it is safe enough for you to do so, I am going to go ahead and invite you to close your eyes. And let's just start by taking a few deep breaths together. Go ahead and inhale. And exhale. Inhale. And exhale one more time. The biggest inhale you've taken all day. Inhale. We're going to hold it for five, four, three, two, one. Exhale. Letting all of the bullshit go. Just letting it go. It's no longer needed here. This is a great space that we're creating um, around ourselves and within ourselves. And so In this moment, I want you to think of a time where you've just felt pure bliss, pure happiness. Mm -hmm. Allow that image of that moment to come into your mind's eye. And if you're not a super visual person, that's okay. Think about what the sounds were in those moments? What were people saying around you? What was happening around you? What kinds of smells are associated with that moment? If you were eating, if there was any tastes associated with that moment, bring that up to mind now. And finally, my love, I want you to allow your body to feel it. Notice what your body feels like during that joyous occasion. Maybe allowing a hand to go over your heart. Allow a smile to come to your face. As you remind your body what joy feels like. And if for some reason it's hard to think of a moment where you felt joy, can you imagine what it would feel like? If you could, if you can't feel it like organically, 
just imagine what would it feel like if it were the most joyous moment? Allow every part of you to be in that. All of your senses to be engaged. And be really present with what your joy feels like. And now I want you to imagine that feeling gathering into your heart space really feeling that love because that is also what joy is, love. And noticing what it feels like to be in touch with that love. And as you inhale, that love pours down, down, down as if it's an anchor, as if it's being weighted down. down, down past your feet and into the ground. Where we are laying the roots of your happiness into Mother Earth. Knowing that it's safe to feel this knowing that your love and that your joy is protected by the earth. May the earth nourish it and nourish you. And we'll take one more inhale in just to continue to feel, sense all of this. And whenever you're ready, you can open your eyes, taking this feeling with you and knowing that you can access it at any moment. Woo woo, kachoo, <laughs> bitch. <laughs> uh, that was so awesome. Yay. Uh, I love it. That's so amazing. I, you always put me in like these sedative trances whenever we do <laughs> namaste and then we go into our topics and I feel like I'm just a bowl of mush. I'm just like, uh, <laughs> what are we talking about? <laughs> oh my gosh. That was awesome. And no. I, you know, if you do have a moment, like really sit down and, and, and be a part of that and be present in, in our woo woo chew because it's powerful stuff. Mm-hmm. Even if you don't realize it, other people believe in it. So even if you don't fully believe in it, it's still powerful because there's plenty of other people powering the belief. Yes. And we are all supporting each other in this too. Like the more people that does this, it's just, it causes ripple effects, you know, and it, at the very least you're going to feel good. Like at the, mm-hmm. even if you don't believe like what, like you, you're going to feel good by thinking of that. Like we're cellular beings, there's memories stored in ourselves. So by being able to think of like these kinds of moments and like intentionally put it back into your body, you're going to feel good. So hopefully exactly. that helps. Yeah. And it's also just taking these moments for you too. Mm-hmm. Like you said, take the biggest breath that you've probably taken today. Mm-hmm. Just allowing yourself to be. Yeah. Which is beautiful. 
Yeah. Ah, thank you so much, Val. Amazing as always. Yes. Amazing as always. Are you ready? Oh, so I, I'm like Fanny Flutters. I'm so ready. <laughs> I know you are. You are like still on the high of our topic high point, high. like the high highest high. of the highs of our topic point. So I will let you go ahead and yes. welcome us into today's topic. <laughs> festivals. Like we were talking about oh. festivals. We are in the height. I feel like it's about to be summer. So festival season in the United States is fucking here. And yes. it's just true. They're truly like. And I, not that COVID's not a thing, but they have no, been very much lifted. Yes. For One most place, things. Yes. I, yeah, 1 million percent. Please note that anything that we're doing with you, like, you know, we are 1 million percent following COVID regulations. I'm like vaxxed up, like boosted up. I wear my mask. Like I travel safely and also like, you know, just do the best that I can. Right. So yes, 1 million percent. And so, yes, right now we're in this space where festivals are opening up and festival season is here and it is such an exciting fucking time. Like there's such like this level of magic that happens at festivals like I feel like you know you're just transported into this space of like just fucking joy you know what I mean like people are there for like common purposes and there's so many things like there's so many aspects to it but yeah I wanted to talk about it because your girl just got back from fucking Coachella dude dude dude, I the little coachy coach I was like I (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I was like literally well like I know it was such a far-fetched thing but I mean it was all over social media over the yeah. last like few weeks like every yeah. person who's anybody on social media is probably at Coachella and I was mm-hmm. I was scouting I was like I wonder if like I would randomly see a, like a cameo of Val like what <laughs> I was like what kind of awesome shit would that be that like she just so happened to be walking past while someone was like posting in Coachella so I was like keeping my eyes out for you oh it didn't God, work I, I didn't see you okay. ever but I tried I tried <laughs> I love you and I appreciate that. And who knows, maybe, maybe another year, but there it's just so, oh my God. I, I was talking to my sister about this because I was kind of like leading up to it. So I had gotten my tickets like, so I went to Coachella the first time in 2019 and like, I went solo. And so I, I'm like, I think I'd love to talk about that too, like solo versus friends and like all of the things, like all the dynamics that go into festivals. But, um, so I went solo last time and like I had such a good time that I immediately bought tickets. Like it was like, I think I got them in 2019. I was like, sign my ass up. I'm going, I don't care who's playing. I'm fucking going. And of course with COVID, like it's um, Coachella has been canceled for the last two years. And so, you know, this is the first time they're putting it back on. And I was like leading up to it. I was kind of nervous and like, not because like, like I knew deep down I was going to have a fun time, but like, I think I was nervous partly because of work. I was like, Oh my God, am I going to take the time off? Of course I did. Cause I was like, fuck you. I'm not missing this for this or whatever. But that being said too, I also like, I was seeing a lot on social media from like weekend one. And honestly, it was mostly like Twitter because Twitter is just like such a, like, Oh my God. It's just, people love to be haters on there. And so oh, yeah, it's so crazy. Like I just, I need to deactivate my account because it's truly like the wild west of like haters and people are just like t- talking so much shit. They're like, 
oh my God, Coachella fell off like this XXX. Like we were like, I'm not hearing anything about Coachella, like all this stuff. And I was like, oh my God, is this going to be shitty? Like, is this like, did it like, did I hype mm-hmm. this up to my friends? Like, you know, blah, blah. blah Cause I'm, I was going with friends this time, all this shit. And I was like, you know what? Absolutely not. I'm going to have an amazing time. It's going to be incredible and incredible. It fucking was like, all I have to say, the biggest thing I have to say about Coachella is believe the hype. It is so much fucking fun like the production value of these shows Amy is like I can only imagine it's crazy you you get cinematography you get like great acting you get surprises like the thing that I love about it is like like the like different acts will bring on like surprise guests and so like I was at Harry Styles he brought out Lizzo yeah I I saw that it wild Billie Eilish fucking brought out Haley from Paramore and and we all sang misery business like it was like my emo little heart was like oh my god like, <laughs> like bef- before that I was at a show by this like group emo night bitch tell me why I was walking back to my camp like walking back and just like la 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 and I happened to stop by I was like oh I should check them out and then we're gonna bring on like I've never like I don't think we've seen acoustic sets on this stage before because the stage was like Sahara which is where like they do a lot of like it's just ass shaking filthy ass like dubstep and so ass again ass like so they were like, but we're going to bring up someone acoustic. And I was like, who, who, like who you're going to bring up? I have to stop and see. And he goes, Tom from the plain white tees. And we all sing, Hey there, Delilah dead, deceased, Amy. I, my body was just, my soul was lifted from my body. I just died, came alive, died again. It was, I, this is, that's why my voice sounds this way because I was screaming my head off and just like also smoking a shit ton of weed. bless up bless up (laughs) like it was just it was so fucking good dude and so surprises like that and like the people are amazing the food is actually really good and it was just like the healing experience and this I often do find this at festivals and experiences like this is that it's it's grounds for me for healing. Like it truly, truly Mm. is. And it's just such a magical time. So like, and we can like go into any avenue from here from this, but yes, that's where, that's what stemmed this topic because I was just like, Amy, I would love to talk about festivals and just like why they're so great and like our experiences with them and some of our favorite memories and like all of the things like why you should, if you've never been to a festival, high key recommend going like all this. Yeah. I, I, I literally, when you Marco pulled me right after you got back from Coachella, I was like, fuck. I was like, I just, I, oh God, I have been wanting to go to a festival for so long. And, mm-hmm. um, I haven't been able to go since COVID, you know, got canceled everything. Mm-hmm. But, um, I just, I, I, I think like when it comes to festivals for me, I think some of the things that I've learned now, like how many have I gone to? Oh my gosh. I've been to Paradiso. Um, I've been to Shambhala, which is like oh. a huge one in Canada. Um, I've been to Lollapalooza. Um, I've been to above and beyond. Um, 
yeah, I think it, and I, I'm, oh my gosh, my memory is just so, I'm getting old. Um, and there's probably more that are in there that I can't think of right now, but, um, you know, you've talked about like the people that you go with and I have gone in an array of <laughs> a variety. Like when my, my very first, I guess, technical festival that I went to was, um, parody. So, and I went with one person, it was just me and my friend Gabe, he and I were the only ones down to go. And it was awesome. It was like two best friends going on a camping trip and just like raging at some music. Of course, I was nervous. I'm such a worry wart because I just have this like irrational fear of getting lost. But I'm like one of the most capable people that I know. And I'm probably the least person to ever get lost in a group of people. But I've always <laughs> had this irrational fear that I'm going to be the one who gets lost. Mm -hmm. Um so it was like such an interesting experience with him and like only having one person by your side. Um, but like, we like linked together really well. And it, this was actually a crazy experience at this, this festival that I went to, um, if for people that don't know Paradiso is usually a local, I'm pretty sure it's just local here. Um, it's a local Washington festival mm -hmm. at a place called the gorge. And if you don't mm -hmm. know what the gorge is like Google it, the gorge amphitheater in Washington state, oh. beautiful, it's epic. So you haven't been. I've never been, dude. Bitch. Bitch. The fuck? No, I was supposed to go to... I was supposed to go for the first time to fucking see Tame Impala in 2020. And then that bitch COVID was like, ah, no. So I had... <laughs> she was really fucking up some shit. She really what? Okay, what? well, we need that. We're research. Yes. We're doing research. <laughs> we'll go together. It's done. So Catch me outside. How about that? We'll find it. We're gonna find, <laughs> we'll find a festival. Oh, my God. What the fuck? So the gorge. Wow, Val. I feel like I have to explain it to you, too. It is just like, it's, it's beautiful. I've like, like I said, I went to the one in, um, I went to Lala, which was like in central Chicago. Yeah. So it's like in the middle of the city, the gorge is like tucked back kind of in the backs of the country, a little bit of Washington. And you're literally just sitting at these stages. And then behind the stages are these picturesque views of the mountains and the sun and the sun setting. And it's just like this beautiful, beautiful place. But mm -hmm. keep in mind, we are in elevation. So my first festival ever, we were getting down real hard. Um, we were smoking some some pots getting super high and hanging out and just chilling and I was probably the highest that I've ever been and I'm at my first festival and all of it and, it, and it's windy as hell right like this shit is windy af and I'm just chilling and I'm like okay my buddy's not gonna leave me buddy's not, not gonna leave me and all of a sudden like I shit you not like alarms, sirens, woo, woo, woo. And I'm just sitting here and I'm like, okay, is this part of the show? Like completely don't have any idea what's going on. And they're like, this is not a drill. This is not a drill. Everyone needs to evacuate, evacuate now. And I'm like, I'm like, I don't know if I can stand up. Like, is this real? Like what is happening? Yeah. And at that point, and it's like, June time like this is like summertime yeah. there was a giant giant thunderstorm and lightning storm coming in and that the 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 stages and you could see it that it was so windy the stages mm -hmm. and the speakers were like swaying Shit. back and forth and they were worried and they literally warned they told people they were like go back to your camps do not go to your cars there is a lightning storm coming do not go to your cars and I'm like, what the fuck is happening? <laughs> and my friend Gabe, um, 
if you're a festival goer, you probably have heard of like a, like a real like EDM festival goer. There's like uh, these things called spirit hoods, mm-hmm. um, which essentially is like an animal essence hood that comes down with these sides, like that come down. So you have like pockets. Um, I was also like, I, like I said, this was my first festival. So we went super ghetto cheap and we went to Goodwill and yeah. I found a child's um, wannabe spirit hood. <laughs> And it was, it was literally a kid. It was for a kid. Yeah. And it was an elephant. And the, the head part had this giant trunk that like wrapped, you looked like a giant penis, like dildo walking around. <laughs> and my friend Gabe, bless his heart, was like, I'm putting, I named him George. He's like, I'm putting George on, follow the dick trunk. And um, because we like, dude, when I say this was like the craziest experience, like it's like my first festival I'm high as hell and the people are panicking yeah like people are running and people are like pushing I felt like I was like in the scene of the Titanic and a wave was about to come and crash me and take me out like I was like it was crazy and there the way that you can get into um this this festival because the way that the gorge is set up is there's like a creek that runs around the gorge right and so the entrance is like a bridge that they've made over this creek this is the only way in and out right so like at other festivals there's usually like like at lala it was in the city so it was just fences right. covering around and if you got over the fence you were on the other part of the of right. the city right this is like water there's like water people were cr- like swimming through the river and like breaking down like tree i dude it was the crazy i'm like like, are we gonna die who convinced me this was gonna be fun and like people i mean i it was the most chaotic panic thing that i've ever seen and so Gabe and I, I follow his little dick hat and we like walk <laughs> our way and we make our way um, to our campground and we're sitting there. And at this point we're dripping of water. Like we have been drenched now, like yeah. the, the rain has oversued. And so we were like dripping wet and, you know, it was supposed to be warm. We were like, had makeup, like costume makeup on, like all of our costume makeup's dripping, our hair is all wet. And so we go in. I shit you not. And this is not like, oh, high time where you're like, was it really this time? I right. shit you not. We, they tell us to evacuate. They evacuate us. This huge mess, this huge scene. We go to our tents. I get into the tent. I'm like, okay, I'm high here. I don't think I can move from this spot. That was a lot. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying. I had like, I was smartly enough that like before we left for the show, I was like, put everything you would need when you want to come back to change into comfy clothes, ready to go. So yeah. I was like sitting, melting into my couch like or my, my cot, like changing into my pants, my sweats, everything. Right. I finally get dry. I just like put on my last piece of clothes, get dry. And Gabe starts knocking and shaking on my tent. And he's like, get the fuck out. And it's been like, I mean, I've, I've, I think I was only in there for like 30 minutes and I'm like, what, what, what? And he's like, they're letting us go back in. <laughs> and I'm like, what? And he's like, he's like, they said that we can go back into the show. We got to go. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm like, what the fuck is happening right now? So, and I'm like, dude, I'm in my sweats. I'm like, I don't look like a hoe anymore. Like, how is this? 
work. <laughs> um, and he's like, fuck it. He's like comfort mode all the way. Yes. And I'm like, okay, cool. So we like hop in our onesies and we're like, we're like, I'm still high as fuck. Just like, <laughs> what is happening? Falling his little dick trunk as we walk into Paradiso. And they let everyone back in. And like, you see everyone who was dressed as a hoe earlier has now like, you know, conservated it up. And they're all in like, they're sweat. And we're, everyone's now all of a sudden like, completely clothed sweatpants people are wearing like basic sweatpants pajama pants like onesies and like it was just a huge pajama party after we got yeah. back yeah and it was insane it was so epic and it was like my first festival ever and I like I said I apparently even though it scared the living shit out of me it excited the fuck out of me as well because <laughs> I was like what's the next one what's the next one we can go to um but yeah, it is, it's crazy. It's like, I, I've realized. And then like, I went to right after that, um, like not even, I, I had a, a really, uh, aggressive, uh, festival phase when I got started, I would like to, yeah. uh, preface. I, once I got taken to my first one, we went hard. It was like yep. festival, festival show, show. Like I just, yep. I'd never really had engulfed myself in this type of music and the group that I had met, um, had and I just it was a whole new experience for me and I was just like diving fucking ass in first ready to twerk my way through like I was so ready and um so like the parody so and then two months later you know I went to Shambhala which is one of the biggest like hippie festivals you could possibly imagine going to um and it was with 25 people this time. Damn. Yeah, I was trying to calculate it all out. There was tw- like I think like 25 of us. Um oh my god. So, yeah. Some of and we all camped together. Some people yeah. were from Canada themselves. Yeah. So they met us there. And then a lot of us caravaned mm-hmm. um from Seattle. Some of us came from Portland and we mm-hmm. caravaned all the way up to um Canada and we got an, we got an RV on the way like this whole big fiasco but let me fucking tell you trying to rally 25 mofos no. to get their shit together nope. get their stuff in line to nope. get in a fucking car and mm-hmm. drive their asses up and then clean up afterwards and get their asses home <gasps> Hell no, never again. I was just going to say. Hell no, never again. Love you all. Let's caravan together. But you know what? We're dividing up into four groups. This is my group. This is who I'm planning with. This is what I'm doing. Fuck all y'all. I'll see you at the show. And then we can hang. But never again. I highly, highly, highly don't recommend. (laughs) Oh, no. I highly don't recommend. As soon as you said 25, I was like, fuck that shit. Like, that's like, like, I just like, I agree with the four groups. Like, keep it a max of like, like, I was going to say max 10 people. That's even a lot of people. Because to your point, it's just like the corralling that many people and just like having to do all the, I, uh, no, no, I think my max I, is eight. Yeah, I know. And this- that's like eight people to plan together. Like right, exactly. I'm so down. Like if we get camping and you camp next to us next and to you us, guys yeah. have planned your own shit, fuck yeah, yeah let's go. But like yeah. actually to be planning together, food, equipment, no. oh. the sh- like the rides, all of that, oh. eight it's people is my max. And even yeah. that I'm like, eh, as I'm getting older and now that I haven't done it in a few years, I'm like, Ugh. Maybe three is maybe. Nice. No, I, I'm 
I went with three this time and I loved three and I, and we definitely want to go with friends, but I agree. There was 1 million percent. There needs to be a cap or else it's just, there's too many cooks in the kitchen. You have to accommodate. It's so much nicer and cleaner to be like, we have a cohort and here are, and assign someone like a lead or some shit. And then it's just like, and we're going to divide and conquer this. And then yes, we're going to caravan up so we can come together Facts. and camp, but we have our own like little mini ass villages. And then that way it's just like, it's cleaner. There's less stress. Like we don't have to worry about 25 people. Like, like someone not being assigned cleanup duties, like everyone helps out. And then we roll the fuck out because God only. And then also like, you didn't say this and I'm sure this didn't happen. Cause there's no way to with 25 people, but they're like, I am very much like a, not like a, when it comes to very, like a lot of group things, I am very much a, like you guys, we do not have to stay together. We do not need to stay together. I'm good. Yeah. There like, was like, like jump in. Yeah. I think the first night that was the goal. Yeah. I bet. <laughs> and it did not go. I honestly, I, and I, now that I'm talking about it, I'm like, man, I really want to holler at my boyfriend right now. Mike, do you want to go to a festival? I would a hundred percent Val, if you'd be down, we should go to Sham sometime because um, I think that a lot of my experience yeah. could have been, i not to say that it, I love the people that I went with. Please, of course. Whoever is listening do I love not so think that I did not enjoy going with you. I absolutely you loved it. But at the same time, girl needs some space. Um, um, but I, I would love to go again. Done. I would love to go again. I think that um, I had a really rough time with Shams. I had a really, I, I, that is super fair. And it, like, you just, it was overwhelming. It, like, it was also too, because let me just preface, like my irrational fear of getting lost was like very much tested at Shambhala. Mm-hmm. Um, I think this is probably one of the biggest maze festivals that I've ever, ever seen or experienced. Um, Shambhala is in the woods. So it, <laughs> yeah, bitch, it's like straight <laughs> up in the woods. So it's like these paths are so twisty and turny and you're like, Oh, I'm going to go this way and go to this, um, this stage. And then you're like, Oh, I'm at the campsites. Okay. <laughs> took a wrong turn. Okay. I'm going to go this way. And like, there's no bear, like, especially at night. Yeah. And, and, and the, the cool thing about Shambhala too, is like, it's made for you to get lost. Mm. You're made to get lost in the forest. Right. Oh. Right. You're made to yeah. get lost, which is awesome. Um, but like, cause there's even like certain like hidden, like nooks that they like, Ooh. don't tell you where it's at, but like, yeah. hopefully you find it. Like there's a, there's like the rabbit hole, like it's an Alice in Wonderland theme, like lounge area that you like, it's like hidden. Like you have it's like tucked behind a tree of a tree and like, you have to find this hole and like you have this passcode and everything like that. Like it's hidden. Uh-huh. And one of our friends actually got like involved, invited into this section that was hidden. And it had like this entire, like spiral um slide that dropped into like a barrel of like rubber ducks like i'm not kidding it was crazy i'm not kidding it was crazy it was crazy but it's like made to get lost you're made to get lost um but like i think the reason why i had such a hard time at that festival was because there was so many of us Mm -hmm. but i was one of the only ones that was kind of like an individual in this group, Mm. everyone else kind of had like pairs or couples 
or, um, were friends for a really long time. Mm-hmm. I had gone with people and, and like, this is another thing too, is like all the people that I went with, I think I have had known them for like six months mm-hmm. at the time. And all of them had kind of known each other for years. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it was like a very interesting experience. Cause like everyone else is linked up. And then like my irrational fears came out and I got lost. I, there was dude that, well, okay. Let me actually state. I didn't get lost. I got left. Uh, oh, there was the worst, the worst, the worst. The worst. Um, and it was the first night we were there. So it just started no. my festival off. I think just a little bitter and shitty. Yeah. And, um, yeah. and it was like, and the, well, the, I, it wasn't intentional. I know it wasn't right. intentional, but when you have so many people, like not realizing. And then all of a sudden they all just disperse and divide. And they're like, and then you're just standing there and you're like, okay, everyone. Cause it was like, I was standing there, um, with our totem too. Like, this is the thing also though, when you go with big groups, like the epicness of it is just so much more massive. Like we got yeah. a giant RV, like everyone had every like sort of decoration, makeup, anything mm. you wanted yes. to the nines glitters, yes. like anything that yes. you didn't bring or think to bring someone yes. else fucking brought, like yes. it was epic, right? Like the, the theatrics of it was huge. And there, and, and someone in our group made this awesome totem. And if you haven't gone to a festival, a totem is, uh, essentially an, an item or a statue or, or a symbol to show where you are in a crowd. Mm-hmm. So if you're with a group of people, they can see, like, if they venture off, they can see this totem. It's, it's supposed to be something above the crowd so that you can yeah. see where your group of people is. So obviously going with a group of people, we had a totem. And the person who made it, it was epic. It, it was a gel, like this, this metal wired jellyfish that had like led lights in it. And it like, and he linked it and it's huge. I mean, this thing was probably the size of my fucking body, like half my body, like my upper body, this, this giant jellyfish. And he had it hooked on a fishing pole like a, a full on fishing pole, like a six foot fishing pole. So that way, when you carried it, it, it like flowed like a jellyfish, it bobbled like a jellyfish. And in this festival, there's stairs, like you can go up and at these stages, there's certain stairs that you can go up. So he would like hold on to this fishing pole and he would like jellyfish it down for people who are dancing below. And it's cool. Like you have like these cool, like strings hanging over you. Epic, oh right? God. Fucking cool. Incredible. Not when you're the only one there holding it. It's not epic. Yeah. Because also the other issue that no one thought of is it's a huge clothesline hazard. <laughs> when you're walking in the dark in the woods no one can see this fucking tiny little oh, fishing pole no. and if you're walking by yourself with it like there's no like you're gonna clothesline someone oh, no. so if you're by yourself with the totem you're not moving and I you know where we're everyone was kind of doing anything and someone was holding the totem and then they were like I gotta go to the bathroom and I'm like okay cool and so I'm like holding the totem and I'm like no problem. And then all of a sudden someone's like, I got to go to the bathroom and then I'm going to go do this. And I'm going to do that. I'm like, okay, cool. And I'm just standing there. And all of a sudden I look around and no one's around. And I'm like, okay, that's fine. And I was chilling by myself and I'm chilling by myself and like three different sets went on and no one came back. Oh my God. That's no. Yeah. That's a lot. That's a, that's, that's like, and over, I, that's almost what two, almost two hours. Almost. I oh, made friends yeah. with the, there was actually a lounge. I was like standing 
back in the back of the stage because I'm holding this giant this thing probably weighed at least like 40 pounds too absolutely keep in mind and 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 so I'm like and I didn't want to be the dick who just left the fucking totem this fancy ass totem that everyone made yeah and so I'm like I can't move and so I ended up making friends because I was in the back there was this little lounge area behind Mm -hmm. me where the like upcoming DJs chilled before their set and so I was just making friends with the DJs in the back and they were like they were like like inviting me to the after parties and stuff nice. like that because I literally was left there for like a better half of three hours because yeah. I was like I don't know what to do like I was like I can't move I don't know I don't know what to do with the totem so then finally finally some of my friends drifted back to me and I was like take this out of my hands I was like I refuse and I looked at all of them and I was like I will not be touching the totem one more time <laughs> this entire trip I was like I think I have put in my yep. time I was like I've checked my time card I've punched in I've punched <laughs> out done paid sign still delivered like I was over it <laughs> it was it was crazy so I I highly there's you know there's and then obviously like getting to know like so many people and as you know at festivals people are all sorts of different levels and different wavelengths and on different things and doing different things and um so it can be really overwhelming and um but it's like I I highly 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 do not ever recommend like having a giant group and I I mean that's just me I'm also like the tiredest bitch in town like I'm (laughs) like I'm tired so the like having a capacity for that many people now I just like feel like I would just keel over and never make it yeah but it was epic it was definitely um a crazy experience and it's just one of those things too where like like you know I was left alone for three hours but I was able to like make friends and just talk to random people and that's one of the things that I just like so love about festivals because no one is actually giving a fuck but everyone wants to just talk and chill yes. and be cool like yes. no one's there to judge like no one's no. looking at you that weird no one's there to like the, I mean oh, let wow. me tell you this is probably the one of the most freeing places you can be yes. you you've got people who are literally wearing fucking next to nothing and people yes. covered head to toe you've yep. got every gender race you've got everything that you could possibly want it's just yep. people there to feel the energy and feel yep. the vibrations and that's what you're there for it's a healing experience and 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 you and the people that aren't there you can see who they are and there's not a lot of them and and they you you don't really drift towards them but it's like everyone's and everyone's down I've never ever 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 I feel like festivals embody women on their periods Mm -hmm. because you know when you ever a woman will ever ask you for a tampon and you will never say no because like why would you ever leave her high and dry if you're at a festival and you ever need someone or something Anyone around you will a hundred percent give it to you. No matter whether they know you or not, they will help you. They'll just offer it too. They'll just offer it. Why not even ask? And they'll just be like, they'll just be like, hey, do you need this thing? And you're like, oh my God, I do need this thing. Thank you so much. Hey, you look like you've been sitting here for a really long time and haven't drank water in like four hours. Would you like a water? And you're like, oh my God, yeah, I haven't been able to move. Right? Like, do you want some snacks? Do you want some weed? Like all these, it is the on it true you find such amy i'm so glad that you said that of like in turn especially if people are like 
where do I meet people? Fucking meet people at festivals, festivals because people there are truly so genuine and so chill. And like, you could really make like really great friends and connections by going to these places because people are, I think it's like, to your point, like people are not there to judge. They're there to, they're literally there to joy. Like it's different from meeting someone like at a bar or other like locations. It's such a special place because truly like the energy there is unmatched. And so when you get to meet people there, you're like, damn, like this is, this is so dope. And yeah. And we just take care of each other. It's just like, oh my God, girl, I got you. Like you you need this. Do you need some stickies? Like, do you need, you need a a temporary tattoo? Do you need a light show? Like, I just want to give it to you. Do you know something I like to give people when I'm at a festival, it happens like every festival bitch when I tell you like it's not always the molly but it's typically like like, (laughs) I just get into this mode it always happens like at least one of the days or at least like for one section where I am walking up to everyone and I'm going on compliments like I'm just just everyone I'm just everyone is beautiful Everyone is so beautiful and I'm just Everyone. Like, like, I feel like I can't stop talking to them I'm just like oh my god have you seen this, this like and I'm just like walking up to strangers I'm just like bitch like you look so fucking good I'm just like okay like look at you here and just like you're just giving people props and it's just like there's like just this beautiful loving healing energy and it's just so much fucking fun. like oh yeah, yes 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 co-signed people right are- yeah. People are amazing. It gives it's pro- you faith in humanity. For it sure. Every really story does. Mm-hmm. It really does. It really does. And it's just like, it's just one of those places that you know that you can just go and you can breathe. And you might be yes. in a crowd full of people, but you will not feel suffocated and you won't feel overwhelmed because no one will ever make you feel like you're overwhelmed. And if you are overwhelmed, take a moment for yourself and anyone will be there to help you. And it's just like, it's such a community thing. Like it's, it's very true that there is like, when they say it's a rave community, like there is a huge community Mm -hmm. to it. And, um, I've just experienced some of the most coolest things I've like felt things that I've never knew that I could felt with music and dance and, and, and people. And it's crazy. And yes, but it's also like, I is Coachella all ages. Yeah. So you don't see many kids there. You do okay. like you don't like I think I've I saw like maybe a handful, but I would say the demographic is mostly I would say like young adult to like whatever age. So but so there aren't many like children, children. Is there like teenagers? Probably, but they would be with like their parents. Like I can't really because you know, especially now, like you can't fucking tell. You know what I mean? Like everyone true. Like, like, Teenagers they, look like they're twenty seven. Oh God, yeah. So I'm just like, I like that person could be like fucking yeah, like sixteen, and they're just like, oh my god, you look like forty. What's happening? Not yeah. in a bad way, but just like their clothes and shit. I'm like, oh my god. Yeah, it's um, different. Like I, it's funny because I think I've only been to one um, all ages festival. Cause that's another thing I want to touch on because there's obviously all ages and then there's yeah. 18 and up. And yeah. then I think that there's 21 and up ones. I'm not sure I could be wrong. Yeah. Um, but I've only been to one all ages festival and I was not a fan. What, in what capacity, like was the festival, like what kind of music was it? Like, yeah, tell me. Um, so I went to Lala, which mm. is kind of, similar to Coachella in a way. Um, there's some EDM, there's 
rap, there's hip hop. I mean, you've got some bigger stars. I mean, we saw 21 Savage. We saw Ariana Grande. We saw uh, Childish Gambino. Oh my <laughs> God, the goat. For real. Yeah. Um, Not a fan of like him outside of his music because he's just said some crazy shit, but anyway yeah I mean I do like his acting though Um, I'm I'm with you but yeah him as an artist um but you know so there was like those types of people but then there's also like Tenacious D uh which is funny and then like Rosalia and there like I said there were some EDM stages and different things like that so it's kind of more of like a widespread genre like for example Paradiso is a lot more EDM driven um Shambhala is very EDM driven Um, and so this one was more multi-genre driven, um, and it was all ages. And like I said, this one was in downtown Chicago. So they closed down the huge, um, park in Chicago and put up all these fences and turn it into like a festival essentially. Um, but it was chaos. (laughs) Um, I don't know if it was. I don't know. It would just felt like it felt like it. I, what we've talked about, like the embodiment of like community and feeling like connected and feeling unjudged and feeling like you could just be free and like have an open feeling. I did not feel like that at Lala. Mm-hmm. Lala felt, um, my, like a status thing. Um, and then it, yeah. and then it was weird. Cause it was like, people were like, being aggressive and pushing and, and, and one thing that I truly do love about, and I think maybe this is more like of an EDM thing. And I don't know if that's just because there's like a different, I don't know, culture to it, I guess. Uh, (laughs) But um, whenever you go to like an EDM show or an EDM festival, like people are so aware and so respectful and so generous. Like they're not here to fuck shit up. They're here to have a good time and then remove themselves and everything that they brought with them at that good time. Right. They're not here to like fuck up the earth or like trash places and just make a scene and just be that douchey person who just wants, you know, things for themselves and just taking, 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 and not really giving. And I've never been to like a EDM show or festival where like people were throwing trash everywhere. Like everyone's picking up trash. It's like, Oh shit, there's stuff on the ground. Oh, this, you know, and no one's intentionally being a fucking garbage monster. Um, but Lala was like destruction central, people were throwing trash everywhere. Like you were stepping on shit all over the place. Kids were like running around and like, like running into people and knocking people over and laughing and not being like, Oh, I'm so sorry. You know, like if you bump into someone, it's like, Oh, so I'm so sorry. But these kids were like ramming into people and then just like laughing it off and running around. And it just was not, my thing it was just one of those it was not the I loved the music like there was some of the most fun like me and um our friend Yuki as who I went with and it was just the two of us and Mm -hmm. we I there was like some points where we got down so hard and we were just dancing and vibing that like literally people came up to us the next day and were like hey we saw you guys at this set and you guys (laughs) look like you were having so much fun and we like coordinated matching outfits and like we had the whole thing um so but it was really fucking hot really fucking hot um and so and this was also like a um 
an alcohol driven festival. Oh, um, yeah, 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 yeah. Shambhala is literally not permit like prohibited like you cannot have alcohol it's prohibited like you can't bring it in with you it's not allowed on the premise they'll search your car for it like it's not allowed oh Um, my god that excited like I was you already had me at hippie festival but the fact that there's no alcohol involved that is also like a we should start looking for 2023 um I am in there like motherfucking swimwear so yes great okay good perfect done um I'm dead ass I'm dead dead ass I'm trust me in a minute we stop recording i'm gonna run out to mike and be like we're going to a festival pack your bags bitch (laughs) i was gonna say amy are their asses more dead than there are right now i don't think so we're in nope (laughs) um but yeah but i don't know about you but like i don't know if you've ever had that experience now and when you talked about coachella it doesn't sound like it's anything like you know how lala was but that was definitely an anti like festival feel for me i think me and like i said my friend our friend Yuki, we were, um, a lot more cranky, exhausted than just like excited, exhausted. And if you've been to a festival, you know, what excited, exhausted is like, it's a lot. It's like a purge almost dude. I think it's like, you think you move your body so much. And then you go to a music festival. You're like, Jesus fucking Christ. My legs after coach, I like, even after day one, I was like, God, damn and then there was one night I stayed up till 4 a.m at a silent disco and like I was like what are legs I don't even fucking know I have no rubber I, no, <laughs> literal literal rubber they might as well not exist I know I I fucking- but like the adrenaline and the joy and the excitement like literally is moving your legs like yeah. your brain is like I can't move anymore but then you're still just like bopping and you're Bop like it. how the fuck is this happening it's <laughs> wild, it's wild. Yeah. um but we were cranky exhausted at Lala because it was like we just weren't having a good time with the environment to say the least um the music was great but environment is huge and I think that that's one of the things that I've realized you know going into my festivals and um and there's like a I think like a different like understanding and feel for it too because also like I like I said I went hard on these festivals and Mm -hmm. um I I went EDM like pretty much all the way up until Lala. And that was our, the, our time that, um, you know, cause me and Yuki, we like are super multi-genre. Yeah. And, uh, we just like to like shake our ass in every direction we possibly can. <laughs> and so, um, but I didn't, I didn't realize what you would kind of possibly be losing going to a show like that. And then, and then it was like, right after I went to Lala, I went to, um, day in Vegas. Oh yeah. Which was like a rap and hip hop, Mm -hmm. um, festival. And I felt like it prepared me a lot more because Mm -hmm. that was also, it wasn't all ages. Mm -hmm. Um, but that was also like Trashville. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I mean, there was one point where we were listening, um, to, oh my God, why am I drawing a blank on his name? I'll come back to it. Mm -hmm. Um, but we were listening to, uh, Corday. I was going to say YBN, but he changed his name. Mm -hmm. Well, YBN Corday or Corday. Now we were listening to him and his stage. And this is when he was like little, he wasn't actually that big of an artist and he was at a tiny stage and people just started like throwing trash cans into the, (gasps) like 
audience. Oh like they were like, like that was like their smash pit or whatever they're called, oh. the mosh pit shit. And people yeah. were like throwing trash cans oh. and we were standing there all of a sudden we like got hit in the head with like bottles. Oh yeah. And it was just right. shit everywhere. And we we're like, Oh yeah. no, 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 no. Like this. Yeah. And people were just like fucked up on the ground. Granite. Yeah. Once again, though, great music. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 It's no, I feel you. It's not the music. Like I, I'm with you. I think like there, you have such a great point that when it comes to like, e, like EDM shows, like there is definitely like a different level. Like there, like there's so much respect there. Like I was saying, like, you might've heard me saying like plur and that is like peace, love, unity, and respect. And I feel like people truly like embody that and like, and embody that joy and are truly like mindful. They take care of each other. They're like, do you need what? Like all the things that we talked about previously, but I have been to other, and there are other kinds of festivals, right? But like to the ones that you're talking about, because I've been to an all ages festival where it was great, but to be fair, it was more like a, like, I think it was like an, like a hippie festival. So it was, you yeah. know, like, there's so many different kinds, but the one that it wasn't, it wasn't called a festival, but what, what you were talking about, what reminded me of, and I wonder if this also has to do when it, when there's like a festival, like event within city limits too, but like, um, Cap Hill block party, like, that's what that, when you were talking about that, like, it wasn't like same trash fill, but so, so much more lack of respect. So many more people who are just like fucked up, like trying to show out, pushing like try and like the music was great but like and for me I I get very like I I think I definitely I don't think I know I prefer festivals that have just much more expansive spaces because I like the fact that I don't have to be in the crowd to listen to the music like I can easily just be like hella far and still experience it because that's what I was doing most of the time at Coachella it's like I don't need to be right in it to experience this which I love about it but like places like Cap Hill Block Party you're like in there and you're wedged in and And there's no way out there's no way out and then god forbid people start like a fucking mosh pit or being assholes and just like and and it's there's a level what you're talking about too like there's a level of aggression in those kinds of festivals too that I'm not here for absolutely and it's like is it because of the alcohol versus the drugs I I think it's a big factor I think I agree I think that when you go to these festivals they that that makes a big difference of how the environment's gonna be yeah I think so too for sure like the the alcohol like the the pushing of alcohol more for sure like it definitely because alcohol does bring out people's more aggressive sides right and so I would I would say I think that has like a big thing to do with it I think that like um just in general like for sure the environment and if the air is just like bougie or just like you know trying to like show up there is definitely like a like a different like shift there and I have heard people say that about like weekend one of Coachella I think it's because that's when all of like the influencers descend and so like maybe so I I only go to weekend two mostly because it's typically around 420 and I'm at 420 I'm gonna celebrate and so like so but it's just chill in general I would say yeah I'm definitely more for the festivals where the vibe is super chill the people are just like really cool and the experiences are just beautiful because then why the fuck else am I there I don't want to go then I don't. absolutely yeah. and it's like and it's just because I mean it's just I mean 
It's just how it is. I mean, think about when you get drunk, you're not aware, like you're not even aware of yourself. You're like barely being able to hold yourself up or like go to the bathroom and like not puke. Right. And so it's like in those moments, you can't be aware you're running into people. You're bouncing on into people. You can't even apologize because you probably don't know what's going on. But it's like, if you're high as fuck, you're like, probably not moving. You're like, you're chilling. Uh, you're, what I do? Like you're just you're like you're just so bobbing. And then if you bump into someone, you're probably going as slow as a snail. And it's probably like you know how you see those memes where it's like these people are like gonna crash, and it's just like <laughs> it's literally probably just like that. Like it's just like it's so nonchalant, you know. And I so, yeah. and and I think like I think there I think it's and I think that that also comes with age as well. I think it's also a big thing. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I think as you get older, there's just like a deeper appreciation that you have for yourself and you have yeah. for people around you and you have yeah. for the environment around you. And yeah. when you're in your teens or your early twenties, like you don't get that. It's yeah. not, it's yeah. not that you, and then you could, but it's just like, it's just so hard to at that age. I think there's just like something that's not developed quite yet. Like your brains yeah. are still developing and yep. it's just that you're, you're so hyperactive on like, your fucking self and your insecurities that like everything else is just like a puff ball around you. So I think it also just comes with age. And I think like that, you know, the easiest way to like find people that like are in my age group going to a show is like an like 18 and up. Yeah. Kind of a, you know, a self-aware druggie, which just sounds so funny. I like to go to the druggie shows. I, I was just going <laughs> to say are my preference. The ones with all the fucked up drug people. <laughs> Not a homeless center, but like, you know, don't, don't drink kids, do drugs, don't, don't, don't. <laughs> stamp of approval. Don't drink, do drugs, do, do drugs. It's so, it's so much better. And the vibes are, the vibes are lit. And of course, see them safely. One million percent get your shit tested. Yes. Like be smart about that kind of stuff. Like do not put yourself in dangerous ass situations. Know yourself, know your body, know your tolerances. Like we can, I think that that can be like a different episode within itself. But Absolutely. And I, I think that's yeah. one of the biggest things too, also that like I really preach and I, and I, and I, I think this is just also for safety and mm-hmm. maybe this is just as a woman, like this is just something that's always kind of had a plant in me. I, I really do believe in the buddy system. I'm not oh, saying yeah. that you have to be with that person the entire 24 seven, like linked into the fucking porta potty with you, but like there that you need to have someone that's at a checkpoint with you. Right. Yes. Because these are, these are also, these are big environments. These mm-hmm. are people that you don't know. These are people that can show up and do whatever they want. We've seen accidents happen. We've seen, um, you know, mass casualties happen at shows and festivals and different things. And, um, and people, you know, there's just some unfortunately sick people out there that will pray. And, and especially as a woman at a festival, like a lot of women wear whatever the fuck or wear not whatever the fuck they want. Right. And so it's like, there's people that are, that have really good intentions, but there's people that don't have really good intentions. Mm So I just really do really believe in a buddy system, like someone that will be your checkpoint that will make sure that at the end of the night or in a few hours that you will have a moment where you're like, okay, Hey, where are you at? Hey, where are you at? Um, and just, you know, keep yourself safe and then keep whoever you're going with safe. Um, I'm not saying solo is not the way to go, um, so solo is probably also fucking amazing. Okay. Um, but just be careful. Yeah, no, of course. And and I would agree with that. I think it's very important. Like when you're like, like, if you are going to do like a solo thing, like to your point, it's like twofold. I, I agree with everything that you're saying. Like if, um, 
have those checkpoints with people just so it's also nice too because you know like like um if you're because because you know there are also times where you might like break off like I know there are times where people are like I'm not going to that show I'm going to go to this one but to your point it's having that checkpoint let's meet at this fixture at this time like at the end of the show like like for instance like my friend had to go um do some work and he and we were just like okay we're staying here and he's like okay we'll meet at like this tall thing and like like we'll just be there in like two hours or something so we'll see you soon and that's that it's so true to like just just have that there especially because it's just like it's nice to have the checkpoint it's nice to see each other again it's also like good to also like have those moments with your people and then if you are solo like to Amy's point just and in general it's like having that self-awareness being mindful of your surroundings what your levels are especially if you're solo and intoxicated and just Mm -hmm. like like being about yourself like keep your wits about you like you don't have to be that fucked up that you don't know anything that's going on like like I think that's a level that like that that it's just kind of overboard for sure and you don't need to be that way at festival because there's so much you're already getting crazy stimulated anyway and so to be able to like when you're on your own be mindful of just like oh that person's kind of sketchy cool like you know like like and you can tell those things too those people like give off vibes and also being able to like hold your ground um like look at people you know like make friends with people near you like because when like people will stand up for you real quick and help you absolutely quickly and so not being afraid to also like ask for help like in those moments if you are feeling unsafe and just in general like yeah in in festival settings like making sure that the physical safety is there but also making sure you have water snacks like being like like having those wits about you because what like one of those things like you are also in harsh environments a lot of times like you like a lot of festivals are in like really really hot places or really dry places there's rain there's there's a lot of things so there's a lot of like prep that goes in and so anyway I think this this we could continue talking about festivals for like ever ever if there are any other like questions people have like please let us know happy to go into like how to prepare for festivals and like coming down from them and like all the things and so yeah this was so much so fun oh my gosh I feel like I have so many stories and if you guys you know if you see us at a festival oh my god say hi I'll be at one in the summer I'll be at above and beyond uh, in the gorge. So yes. if you're there, come by and say hi. Yes. Um, but yeah, it's just be safe, everyone. You know, mm-hmm. we've obviously seen a lot of things happening um, recently. It shows with um, people, people, unfortunately losing their lives um, um, for different reasons. And you see very, very often, like, you know, Val said kind of like her festival experience, there's those, those, those conjunction parts where people are like crammed together. And there's a lot of that at festivals, especially in the front and people pass out and get heat exhaustion. Um, so it's just to, you know, be kind to yourself and be kind to others and please just, you know, make sure that you are keeping yourself safe. And if you see someone help someone Mm -hmm. see something, say something, help someone, Mm -hmm. you can always, always, always do something nice and be a better person. Facts. Um, so I think my sexy tip of the week is find a song that makes your ass jiggle yes, and play it first thing in the morning for a week straight and dance it out. When you wake up in the morning, get your ass jiggling song on, twerk it out, dance it out, release it all out and have a great day. Fun. Bitch, bitch, bitch. Get it, get it, get it.
I'm <laughs> twerking in my seat as we speak and I'm ready to throw it back in the mornings too. Cause starting your day off with twerking sounds like great. That's like what you would do at festivals anyway. So I feel like that's a great way to embody the spirit. I'm absolutely love it. Um, thank you so much, Val. Um, shout out to you for always being you and being here and being vulnerable and being open to opening your life to people. Cause that's the fuck we're doing. Um, and shout out to all of our listeners and shout out to our family, our friends, the universe, like truly, truly appreciate you. And, you know, we're here, we're community, we're all about it want something, need something, talk to us, let us know what you want to hear. We're super open arms. So shout out to all of you. Yes. Shout outs all around. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for your time and for being here and for listening to us and participating and all the things. And, you know, we hope this episode brought you clarity, joy, maybe inspired you a little bit. And as always, you can find us across the socials, What's Up Sexy, um, Instagram, TikTok. And please, if this um, episode resonated in any way, shape or form, or you got entertained or whatever it is, please feel free to share it, like, subscribe, review. It really helps us out. And we would love to, yeah, just keep going and continue. I mean, we're going to do that anyway, but it's great to have your support too. Absolutely. And stay sexy. Stay sexy.